0: Welcome to another episode of Residentially Speaking, a podcast dedicated to bringing you interesting and informative content from key builders, dealers, thought leaders, and influencers across the residential construction industry. I'm your host, Alan Hubble.
1: I think one of the biggest things that keeps me motivated is just to be able to go out in the field. I'm like Brian; I'm kind of removed from the the field directly in the position I am now. So to get the opportunity to go out into the field and to work with with builders and work with their subcontractors and trade partners and, and be able to see those aha moments. And also the fact that in 25 years, there's no two days that are exactly the same thing.
0: On this episode of Residentially Speaking, we're talking to some folks that we've talked about in previous episodes but we have yet to talk to anybody from this group and that is i'm talking about the dupont's building envelope specialist network you know we've talked to builders we've talked to leading building scientists we've talked to canadians we've talked to norwegians we've talked to analysts we've talked to those who who forecast the market we've talked to a whole host of people in the industry and during those conversations we've talked some about what dupont brings to the table in terms of our offering and a key part of our offering a part that makes us unique differentiated and valuable to our customers is our dupont building envelope specialist network so i thought it was time to speak to a group of those folks and let you hear directly from the folks doing that work and representing that network so we're real excited to have uh, corey ball brian stevens and kay leonard you have to listen to the episode to get their backgrounds and their introduction but we're going to speak to the three of them over the course of this episode and let you hear, not only their building science knowledge and expertise, and I'd put them up against anybody in the industry, but their knowledge of the market and the customers and what customers need and how to drive demand and how to create that value for uh, for our products and what makes the specialists unique. So listen in, Uh, we're really excited for you to join us and I think you'll really enjoy hearing from these talented, talented individuals. Residentially speaking, that's coming up. Corey, Brian and Kay, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, Alan.
1: Hi. Great to be here.
0: Thanks for being. Yeah, you bet. Great to have you guys. As you know, as I mentioned in the intro, we've talked all around the specialist network. We've talked about it in other podcasts, but we have yet to talk to anybody that has direct knowledge, has done that work, you know, can represent that network. And so with you three, I mean, we have a great array of experience, knowledge, um, and uh, I, th- I think you you three are just the perfect uh, guests here to talk about the network given your given your background. So let's let's jump into your backgrounds a little bit. Okay, we'll start with ladies first. So Kay Leonard from Parksite, for those who don't know, Parksite is a partner of DuPont's, uh, just like all these other um, uh, companies that these individuals represent. But uh, Parksite uh, helps us on primarily the eastern part of the country. And Kay has been a longtime Parkside employee, and um, we'll let her give a little bit of her background and experience here. So Kay, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Thank you. I live in North Carolina, have lived here all of my life, and was actually the way I got into this business and into the the construction industry was I was working in a lumberyard. And we had someone who would call on us selling DuPont Tyvek. And she was telling me one day about a position available as a DuPont Tyvek specialist and a little bit about what that person would do as far as going out into the field and promoting the products, talking with builders, talking with the dealers and doing through what we call pull through sales,
0: mm-hmm. where
1: we were talking with the builders and then bringing that sales back. Parksite sells a number like most of uh, the distributors, they're partners with DuPont sell different products, but our team focuses only on the DuPont Tyvek products. And there's about 60 of us and we cover 29 states. I've been a Tyvek specialist for 25 years and started as the role of a residential specialist covering uh, a portion of North Carolina and then moved up into a team leader position and then a residential position because our market is so large. And then from that, I've moved to the role I currently serve in, and that's the residential market manager for primarily focused on large residential builders that build across multiple GMAs and the national builder accounts. That's something that we pay a lot of attention to and how we carry consistency.
0: Right. And I know that you serve, I know, at least for me, when I, when I think about you, you know, we have a lot of experience, but you are very much a historian. If I want to know the history of a builder, right? Hey, what, what's been our history? What have we done? What's, what's happened? I know you can take it back pretty far in time, but you have a really great memory for, Oh, well, we did this and tried that and this didn't work or this did work. And this person used to be over there. Like you, as much as anybody, you're a historian in the network as well. Right.
1: Well, thank you. That's kind of telling my age, too. No, no,
0: no, no. It's just just wide experience. We're not, not there's no judgment but, zone here. In the...
1: but you bring up a very important point because as the the network has grown, and as Tyvac sales have grown over the years, it's important that we know not only where we've been. It's it's terribly important to figure out where we're going, and yeah. it's important to understand that well, we've done this and we've tried this and we've done this and it hasn't worked. So do we have new products now that fit better with that builder that we have an opportunity to go back and approach them and reintroduce ourselves or uh, the biggest change in the market space we have today is the movement within the industry yeah, where people work for one company today and tomorrow. They change shirts and hats, and they're somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I agree. That that institutional knowledge is so important. And you, you're involved with NEHB both nationally, but certainly within the state of North Carolina. You're deeply and heavily involved, right? In, in yes, the I've,
1: I've served as a, a national representative for the North Carolina HBA. Not bragging, but proud to say I was inducted into the North Carolina HBA Hall of Fame last year. Yeah, great. Which was an honor I I never thought I would achieve. And then through the work with the the local and the state HBA, I've gotten involved with the national HBA. And that's that's a whole different level because you're seeing things not just from the perspective of the markets you cover, but from the perspectives of the entire country and how, you know, one of the things I'm sure we'll talk about at some point is building codes and things like that. I serve on the uh, construction codes committee as a member of voting member of that committee. And I also serve on the construction risk liability and building materials committee. Mm. So that gives me a perspective of what's going on with various products you know when we're having in the last couple years where we've had so many shortages of material it was one of the hot topics it's what's happening with the manufacturers and how that translates down to the builders
0: yeah that's great great experience great knowledge you're able to bring back into the business let's jump over to brian brian works with um our distributor partner in the uh, in the Midwest and great state of Michigan serves Indiana as well.
2: So, so we're a 91 year old wholesale two step distributor. We're based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, for Tyvek, we cover a good chunk of uh, the uh, Lower Peninsula of Michigan, excluding the Detroit market and most of Indiana. For our overall business, we have two divisions: uh, building materials, which we're in uh, Michigan, Ohio, and uh, Indiana. For our, we have a Hearth Products division. We sell fireplaces and stoves and electric fireplaces that sort of thing we're in about 38 states with that uh segment of our of our company and this uh, is
0: this is of course monsma corporation we didn't mention it yeah. up front yeah. yeah monsma yeah and then how did you get into um how did you get into this line of well, work uh Brian uh, yeah
2: so a friend of mine worked at Monsma at the time I've been here almost 26 years so I, I beat K by about six months in our, our okay. history here with uh, the specialist network so a friend of mine was working, still works for the for the company. Um he told we were out for dinner one night and he told me the same, kind of the same story Kay had. He said, Hey, we have an opening. At the time, uh uh DuPont as a company was starting to target architects to really facilitate the pull-through demand of multi-family commercial projects. Up until that point, the specialist network primarily focused on residential, uh new single-family new home construction. Um so when I started, speaking of Kay's comment earlier about code, uh, when I started, ho- house wrap and flashing were not by any means required by code. Not code, yeah. Uh, so we had a it was it was a much taller task to convert somebody from not using any house wrap or flashing to using house wrap and flashing. Uh, so it was, it was an interesting start when we started. Al- when I started, also it was uh, there were virtually no sales tools available, no knowledge, no market knowledge as far as how to. Uh, how to contact an architect, a general contractor, uh, commercial installer, that sort of thing. So that was a, a pretty steep learning curve when I first uh, started in the industry as a commercial specialist.
0: One of the interesting things about the, the product line is, is this history of, you didn't need it right initially. Right. right? You had to, you right. the folks were either using nothing or maybe black paper. So now I know we have competitors, we have this, we have that, but my God, we used to sell against nothing, like no requirement for the product. Yeah. Right.
2: Like I said, that was a much taller task. It's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: then, of course, as we may, you know, listeners may know, but in 2006, um, the IRC, the code came about were requiring some type of WRB, right? There's different options. But that, that's where things changed a little bit, right? Now you have to make a decision. Yeah,
2: because as we know, codes are typically reactive when it comes to why they make changes, whether that's thermal requirements or mold and mildew and that sort of thing that we re- were faced with as an industry. Many years back, I remember one of our former specialists, Ted Reiter, stood up at one of our specialist conferences and said, God bless mold, because mold really um, created a, a great opportunity for us to springboard and be educators in the marketplace and understand why it occurs and how we can help prevent it.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting, um, you know, you look at the value proposition of Tyvek over time and you went from <clears throat> nothing and, and and positioning Tyvek as it has been, this premium offering and builders either use it or don't use it. So now it's one of any number of options. And we, so now we got to earn our spot and prove our, you know, why you'd want to choose it uh, as an offering. But it has changed pretty significantly from the time that you guys started 20, yeah. 25 years ago. So great, well, thanks, Brian. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Let me move to Corey. Uh, Corey works with W uh, Weatherization uh, Partners uh, Limited, WPL is what we call them. And um, Corey brings some interesting perspective. His, I think he's going to talk about his um, uh, his experience in commercial construction, which is where he tends to focus a little bit different than than what you may hear from from Brian and Kay. So Corey, let me get you to introduce yourself and your company.
3: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Corey Ball. I'm um, going on 20 years in the construction industry, um, actually started in the siding business with James Hardy Building Products for three years, and then about uh, now 17 years as a specialist with WPL. I've uh, been residential, and like I said, the last half of my career has probably been more commercial, multifamily, definitely focused. Um, and doing that for, for off and on between both. Um, but now WPL actually started another new little company called risk management solutions, which I'm helping lead, which is kind of a, always, I, I, my quick version is as we're an enhanced version of, of, uh, kind of what WPL and specialist network does for, for Tyvek specific services. Um, and I now have the role of senior vice president of risk management and kind of work, you know, with our entire team, our entire, uh, company as well as clients nationwide with, with helping create um, just a higher level of, of uh, involvement in their projects from anything from early design all the way through, through uh, you know, in construction. So um, like I said, going on 17 years strong with that. So three years, three years, probably roughly into this RMS side of it now at this point.
0: Yeah. And risk is such an important, you know, and the lawyers will say, well, you're not selling insurance, right? You're not selling, risk reduction but it's such an integral part of the conversation and the and and the impact that we can have if when when the building envelope is done right right
3: right yeah i mean i think we all know that you know the product was first and, force, first and foremost meant to manage bulk water right and, and if you look at the history of construction litigation issues and, or d- defects or errors, or as Brian was saying, mold, you know, that's always been a, a water management thing. It's always still the number one biggest risk in construction, and no matter if it's single family or high rise buildings, you know, no matter what, that's usually should be number one priority for the builder, the owner, you know, the, especially the WRB system they choose to, to install uh, manages that correctly. So that, that, you know, these buildings are meant to last 50, 100, 150 years. Right. And, uh, that's usually the number one reason why they don't, if, if it's not done right.
0: Yeah. So let's stay with you, Corey, on terms of what a specialist does, how would you describe the role of a specialist? And yeah, I know. So, um, I know that also specialists has changed a little bit and that some, some of you all have added like a field, Maybe for some of the the, the the more daily tasks, if you will. So, if you would describe all of that, the specialist, maybe the field, uh, yeah. field specialist as well.
3: I think uh, you know, first and foremost, a Tyvek envelope specialist is a full service, you know, a, you know, advisor to to any client, whether it's an architect, a general contractor, an owner, an installer that you know educates or gives proper guidance on the on the system itself. But yes, this the roles have definitely been gotten more specialized from that perspective, right? So, I know we definitely have what we call technical field specialists. I know that some of the other distributors call it maybe a little bit different, but yeah, they spend a lot of time in the field alone. You know, it gets back to what I just said. All these products are great. They're all, uh, there's a lot of good products out there. DuPont's obviously been the leader in that, that world. Um, and it makes a great product, a high-end product, but it comes down to being installed correctly. And so they yeah. spend a lot of time in the field, offering a lot of time and services, feet on the ground with actual, you know, installers training, making sure things are installed correctly um we we like to we we're actually pushing for all our guys to be bilingual now as well which is obviously a huge benefit uh to the in in, to the installer itself who's actually the guy on the ladder on the 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 truck or whatever putting this material on the wall and understands how to do it correctly so um but after that then you get into like i said residential commercial focus folks some of them spend a lot of time in the what we call the dealers who's obviously you know Selling the material to these installers, so that you can get fragmented up into that to, and get some a little more specialized. But all in all, all specialists are going to touch pretty much all aspects of that.
0: Yeah, and it's so important. Like you mentioned, it the installation, which is where they're heavily focused. We all know that you know you can use a premium product, you can install it um, poorly, it's going to fail just as soon as a, a bad product, a, a, a lesser performing product would. But you get that good product properly installed and then with two proper details you get all three of those together which is what the specialist helps helps, I, navigate, I, I, helps get drive the builder towards that right that solution for sure I,
2: I think our old friend steve easily once said that your buildings are only as good as your worst installer ah,
0: that's <laughs> yeah that's great we've we've had steve on a couple times on the podcast um so we gotta gotta get him to give that quote again that's great so yeah so they're working with the builder out in the field brian anything else you would add your experience um what the um
2: do? you know uh, yeah like like cory said it, it's it's a wide there, there are certainly no two days the same um you know it you, you think about anybody who has the ability to touch or specify what product is what product is used so that's energy raiders consultants we do a fair amount of work with what we call adjacent manufacturers, where we're making joint calls with, let's say, Anderson Windows Rep, and show them, you know, many times, I hate to say this, hopefully nobody from, no one from Anderson is listening, but sometimes we know their installation methods better than they do. Yeah. Um, so the, when we can bring together some other premium branded products and we pair them as far as how they're installed properly, um, the education sessions at that point generally are are ratcheted up a notch
0: really powerful yeah and I think I mean to your point and, and probably the reason we you know the specialists know those so well I mean they wake up all day every day thinking about installation and these interfaces and discontinuities in the wall systems and assemblies yeah. right it's not that I mean you know, obviously the Anderson folks know their glass and their product but the specific details around installs are uh, It's just what we do it's in our DNA it's in the DNA of the specialists
2: our goal with those types of installation or those types of, of training sessions is the, like I said, the Anderson guys to get up and talk about their, I hate to pick on Anderson, but we will. uh But they'll go, hey, this is our window and here's the future benefits. And when it comes to installation, they usually just point at us and go, yeah, just right. do what these guys say.
0: Yeah, it speaks, it speaks to the expertise of the specialist. Um, Kay, it's not an easy job to be a specialist, right? Oftentimes you're having to tell a builder, a potential customer, like, yeah, you might want to do it differently. And that's not an easy conversation to have in this industry, or you might, if, if the national builder is your customer and you're working with an installer that might also be working down the street with your other customer, like to tell that installer, Hey man, you may, you may not be doing it properly. That's a skill for these specialists, right? To be able to have that, initiate that conversation, have that conversation.
1: It truly has to be a skill, Alan, because you are you're working as pretty much a liaison between the builder, the installer, us, DuPont as the manufacturer, of the Tyvek products, as Brian meant, the, mentioned, the window installers, Corey in the on the commercial segment, they work a lot with third party consultants. So quite often you find yourself between the rock and the hard place of how do we say No, this is the way that our guidelines and the extensive testing and the engineering that DuPont puts into the product that you have to kind of draw the line and say you know if you want this then this is the way it's got to be done we've tested it we know the products work we have the people as Corey mentioned out in the field that are available to help make sure they get installed correctly. Uh, Corey mentioned some of his team. We have a different group within Parksite that's called Tyvek Field Associates. And because we are so heavily focused in the southeast on national builders, and we have a number of the top 10 national builders using Tyvek as a system, we use our field associates to do observations on their job sites Mm -hmm. so that they're constantly out on the job sites looking at the installs, training the, the people who are doing not only installing the Tyvek, but the mechanicals, the electricals, you know, everything to make sure that every portion of that building is as watertight and airtight as we can possibly make it be. And talking about getting in difficult situations, we we had an actual situation last week where we received a call from a national dealer who works with a national builder. And as we know, a lot of work gets subbed out and it's subbed out from a sub to a sub to a sub. And sometimes it's not understood exactly what's supposed to be on that job what products are supposed to be used and how they're supposed to be installed. So we work our best to try to bring everybody together as a team and figure out, an architect is really great at designing something. Sometimes they have no clue how to actually execute that or what products to use in the field. So having having the, the field associates and then having our specialists And we have specialists, all of us do, I think, who work both commercially and when we say commercially, we're talking primarily about multifamily wood Mm frames. And then we have others who work specifically with residential builders and we can help bring them together and say, okay, look, you've got a potential problem. Here's, Here's what you can do, Mr. Supplier. Here's what you can do as the installer to correct the issue we've got. And then we feel like we've given you, with the help of our technical team, our internal DuPont technical team, and the expertise that we all have in the field, we've given you the best solution that you could possibly have.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, so- there, there's, there's a saying about, I, I'm, I'm going to go on with another saying here, but, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, so we always default back to what are the facts? What do the architects specify? What does the code say? What does the manufacturer say when it comes to installation? That's the easiest place to fall back to is what are the actual facts of an installation that we need to be concerned about.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what it, that's what's fascinating about this industry because I know you'll hear this often from a you know builder, contractor, installer. Um, well, I've always done it this way. Yeah, I don't have issues. Yeah. Well. Maybe you don't have issues. That may be true, but do you, you know, the fo- easy follow-up question, well, do you actually check? <laughs> do you come back five years later and open up that wall? No. So I know that like in our, in the DuPont details that we provide and, and the way we want to see our products installed, we'll do that testing in the lab to have some assurance that it works at the right pressures and the right duration and so forth uh, after exposure or thermal cycling, whatever it might be. And so I, I know that's not always, it's, it's a tough answer to give though. I've always done it this way. Why do I got to do it your way? Um, and certainly, and Corey, I mean, do you ever hear architects, you get pushback from architects on design?
3: You can for sure. Um, I think there's there's definitely pushback. I, I would say more so though, it's that they they are overwhelmed as, also with how to do it. you That's know point, uh, I yeah. think we we find that the biggest feedback you get from the once the plans get to the general contractor to installers are that they're they're just the same details over and over. And they get cookie cuttered or uh, you, you have only one particular window flashing detail, but yet you have four different window type openings. You know, so there's things like that that they're they just don't realize they're missing, and that's where I think we've you know I think that's the kind of the future, and I think I a lot of what the specialist network is focusing on is the earlier design stage. It's just like we said, we the, to me the old way is. Hope they got it right. It gets bid, it gets put on the, it gets, you know, procured and it's on site and then we get involved and, and hope it was done right. You know, a lot of times they they would, you know, I, th- I think the old way is they would call us out once they had it on uh, and say, hopefully hopefully it's okay. Right. How's it look?
0: To validate. Yeah.
3: Yeah. To validate. But now it's, now it's getting invested in time earlier and uh, definitely the cost of change in early design versus in construct is so much different and to to help have them you know buy into the benefit of getting involved sooner to get proper details which makes more accurate bids reduces rfis change orders increases the likelihood that it will actually get installed correctly the first time um and not have a bunch of issues once you get into productions with slow people it slow jobs down and, and and you all know in construction time is money so um trying to make that more efficient is huge um
0: yeah. Great point. So, yeah. So not only is the specialist involved in the, in the field when the product's actually going on the wall, but way up in the front end of the process and design and maybe even testing. Right. I mean, you've probably, you've been to some mock wall testing and that kind yeah. of
3: thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, there's, there's a big chunk of time that's spent trying to get it invested. We, we have some clients nationally that, that, that definitely, they make me personally go to every single one of their mockups each time, because they're trying to create a consistent product at the end of the day and a consistent install. And we spend a lot of time in their plans, making sure because I use different architects all over the nation. So you get different, you know, mentality, different, different regional practices, different design yeah. criteria that may be dictated by by local codes or anything like that. That if you don't get ahead of some of that stuff, you end up with the same problems that I think somewhat the construction industry has always been plagued by, which is trying to fix it after the fact versus preventing it from happening in the first place. The first so place. Yeah. I think uh, you know, spending a lot of time there and effort has been it's being well received and I think' is, there's a lot of value in the marketplace for it and I think that that's that's one of the key things that the specialist network has always done and, and continuing to improve on so
0: yeah then yeah I agree the local market expertise is always going to be there but being able to provide that national view as well and consistency is really critical Brian, how about like training when are you obviously we put a lot of training into the specialists when they first join and then as they advance we have a couple levels of a, a specialist and a senior senior certified which you all are additional training and courses. So we're giving them some formal building science, but do you guys do anything uh, with the specialists? How how do you ensure that they're kind of, you know, trained and up to speed and so forth?
2: We do, um, you know, you think about all the other resources that we have to work with like construction instruction. um, And if you get involved with some uh, professional organizations like CSI and AIA, you know, CSI is a CDT course and CCPR. That can give a lot of, you know, a lot more advanced uh, knowledge, but nothing beats feet on the street and going and asking good questions to anybody that you're trying to have a conversation with or learn more about asking questions. is probably the best educator that I've Mm. witnessed in my experience in the industry.
0: Yeah, great point. So be curious. Be inquisitive. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. You don't. I don't know many of our specialists who are know-it-alls, right? They're always curious and, and wanting right. to learn. Kay, how about on, obviously, in the Parkside organization, you mentioned 60 specialists. That's a huge number. Uh, in terms of, what can you tell us in terms of training that they might go through?
1: Well, outside of the training, you know, the structured training program that DuPont has for certification and everything, we have our groups broken down into teams, so they have a team leader that's responsible for maybe five or six specialists. And they're always working out in the field, hands-on with them, providing any type of, of demonstrations or education, showing them how to do the presentations that we do for all the different types of customers, whether they're actually a, a customer, transactional customer, or they're a customer who's buying from somebody else. We're always working with the newer people to make sure that they have that experience, that Brian says, and helping to develop the questions that they need to ask. They really don't know what they don't know. So if you can, if you can take them out in the field and show them, you know, on a house, this is what we ta- we're talking about when we say. You know, how how different interfaces occur and how penetrations should be flashed and let them that have the hands on experience of doing it. And then, as Brian said, too, there's lots of of local trade associations that are always giving presentations and doing things like that, that you can learn from. But to me, like Brian said, there's two things. One is the asking the questions. And the other one is is being inquisitive. Just when you see something you don't understand, don't expect somebody to tell you that. You've got to go out and, and try to figure it out on your own. If you can't, then you call, in our case, you call your team leader. You call DuPont Technical. You can reach out to like uh, Construction Instructions, Steve Easley, some of the other third parties. You go to, a, you make friends with the trade partners in your community and you go to them and get them to help you understand. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's any education that really beats that Mm -hmm. is just taking the initiative to learn on your own. And, and to use the resources available.
2: And, and oftentimes, asking a builder or an installer why they do something the way they do it mm-hmm. is yeah. a great is a great way to initiate a conversation because oftentimes I've found they have no idea why they're doing it that way. Somebody told them to do it that way, and the guy before them told them to do it that way. So there's real there's really no ownership in the why in the in the why behind people do yeah. what they do.
1: And we tell our people, our new people coming in all the time, you can stand up all day long and tell somebody how to do something. But it, like Brian said, if you don't explain the why it needs to be done that way, then nine times out of 10, they're not going to comprehend what you're trying to get across to them.
0: Right, right. That's a great point. How about in terms of like uh, working with the channel, with the dealers? So I know the specialist obviously is out working with, you know, either on the front end design architects, that kind of thing. Um, working with the installation, answering questions, product questions, install questions. How about when it comes to the channel, what role do they play there? Anybody want to take that one?
1: I can kind of start off with that one because I think we're a little unique to a lot of the DuPont strategic partners and distributions in that we have a three-person team. So we have the specialists who are primarily focused out in the field, working with the builders, the GCs, the architects, the installers. And then we have another team within our company that is an inside sales and an outside sales territory management. So they're going into the dealers telling the dealers about the products and and what services we have to offer and then feeding back to the specialist network, builders that maybe present an opportunity or if the dealers need more in-depth training on our products. So we do it from a tag team approach in the majority of our markets. In some of our markets, we have, like Corey said, we have one person who does it all. They're calling on, it's a small market, they're calling on the dealer, they're calling on the builder, the installers, the architects, they own the entire Tyvek process from mm. beginning to end. So I think it just varies in the size of your market and how, how your company's structured.
0: Are builders getting calls from the dealer, from the channel saying, hey, I got this problem with this customer, a mutual customer, and need some help? Does that, does that happen?
1: Are the specialists getting calls from the yeah. dealers? Most definitely. That's exactly the situation I was I was talking right. about yeah. earlier. And it even came from a national level. It had gone below the local level. Oh, right. And ironically yeah. enough, our specialists had been out on the job site and had spoke. It was a multifamily townhome project. And they had spoken with the quality control people there about some of the issues that were going on. So it's we definitely get calls from lots of different sources saying, hey, we need you in the field, or we need you to know if you have a detail for this type of application.
0: Yeah, so the picture I'm painting, obviously there's value to the builder, to the installer with the specialist, but there's value to the channel too, right? To use this resource to help keep your customer satisfied and you can lean on them and so forth. It's really unique. How about Corey? How about like in commercial, you know, like commercial? There's this the, the the building envelope consultant plays a pretty significant role. I know residentially in the Northwest they also the water consultants are pretty active, but certainly in commercial construction they play a an outsized role. They play an important role. The um,
3: consultant side.
0: The, the consultant, yeah. So I mean, For sure. I mean, the specialist is kind of a consultant, kind of a weatherization consultant, though they may not be formally hired that way. What what can you tell us about interact? How do specialist interacts and interfaces with those kind of folks.
3: You know, they're like I said, they are very much a on a very increased uh, line right now. Of their usage in commercial. I think the, every third party consultant company that has grown exponentially over the last few years, they continue to rise in their involvement in every project, and they definitely have taken more of a role of a influencer in the jobs of what gets used, whether it's the owner or the general contractor, or even the architects are hiring third-party consultants to really give them guidance on what they think is the right thing, right system to potentially use. And again, they look at the whole building as a whole, but obviously the weather-resistant barriers, you know, one element of that overall envelope or wall assembly design. So, um, you know, one of the things I always talk about with third-party, they're great because they, they know everything as a whole, you know, they look at the building as a whole. Um, but they may not know every manufacturer's nuances um, and there's so many different options when it comes to weather-resistive barriers, not with just in mechanically fastened, but we you now have self-adhered and fluid-applied and, and, and board stock type products. There's a lot of options and a lot of overwhelming information and choices to do there that they, they can influence. So having them be, uh, you know, obviously educated on our system and have value for our involvement in a project to know that what we also bring in to, you know, to complement what they already do is is crucial, because they if they are on board with what you do and support what you bring to the job, um, they can absolutely make or break your, your involvement in a project nowadays. It's not like it. I have to admit, I think the old school third party specification part of construction is somewhat dying off. The specs don't seem to hold like they used to. They're still there. They're still involved, mm-hmm. but it's very easily influenced and changed now. And it could easily be done by a general contractor's standard practice that they like to do or the installer's preference. And then ultimately, like you just said, a consultant that says, well, our experiences and why we like to use this or you know this and that it could involve that change. And ultimately that's what they they have that much influence over projects nowadays.
0: Willing well, to break that spec. Yeah. Um, Brian, in your market, you know, Kay obviously has. Well, all these folks are, you know, have historically dealt with custom home builders. That's kind of been a historical sweet spot for the Tyvek business. More and more over the last decade, probably there's some been a shift to national builders and production builders, of course. But you probably, as much as anybody, deal with in your market. You don't have a lot of national builders. You have a lot of custom home builders. Mm -hmm. All right. You see any differences? Like as a specialist interacts with a custom home, is it any different than maybe a a national production uh, builder? What do you, what do you, you know, I think
2: there are some nuances, but for the most part, a builder is a builder. There are just probably more levels of people you need to be in contact with with regards to who, who ultimately has influence over what product is selected. If it's a national builder, oftentimes the the decision isn't made in Indianapolis. It's made in Atlanta. Also, As a, as a local specialist, it, it's tough to actually have that have those sorts of conversations outside of the local market. We could rely on our friends at uh, Parksite, for example, to go make some calls like that for us on National or or even uh, Dupont to to make some of those calls. But yeah, for the as far as the, the custom home builder, you know, everybody responds to brand usually. If if the you know uh, if the if the builder open to that concept, but typically a brand is a very important uh, component product performance, you know, the, the installation services or the, the consulting that we bring to the to the table is uh, is very important. I want to circle back to what Kay said regarding um, the dealer. You know, we spend a fair amount of time working with dealer salespeople and estimators within a lumberyard because they can be incredibly influential in decisions that are made mm. uh, either for or against our products. You know, they might have a bias toward another product. So it's up, up to us to help them understand what the differences are. Um, and also, uh, you know, uh, with for a, a, a dealer salesperson to understand every single component, or every single nail to piece of roof ventilation that goes into a into a project, oftentimes they're not as up to speed as they could be on all specifically our product offering. Where is drain wrap used as compared to home wrap, or where should I use flex wrap, or or straight flash, or Dupont flashing tape? So you know, we spend a fair amount of time. As a group, as Parksite, we have inside, outside, full line salespeople as well as specialists. So we try to um, work together as a group to get those, you know, the attachment rates of our products. So if they're using our wrap products, are they pairing it with our seam tape, flashing, uh, shingle underlayment? You know, any conversations right. that we can have reg- with regards to thermal, as well. You know, we're trying to have those conversations also.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned talking to Parksite. I mean, you. I know all of your companies are talking. You're talking all across the, as you need to across the distribution network and the specialists talking to other specialists, right? Now, obviously, you're talking to DuPont as well. Back to our Building Knowledge Center, there's frequent conversations there. If maybe daily might be, well, certainly there's daily across the whole network. But any one point in time, a specialist, okay, a specialist may reach out to the Building Knowledge Center for questions, right? Expl- talk a little bit about that, that uh, inner those interactions, that relationship.
1: Uh, you really can't say enough about the Building Knowledge Center at DuPont. They truly, they are the people who who actually test the products in the lab. And when we go out and we run into other products and, and they start touting their testing data and everything, you know, it gets very confusing to the builder, to the GC, the architect, everything else about what is what, what happens in a lab and what happens in the field. And so anytime, at, anytime we have any questions like that, we have the team in Midland that we can go to. And if they they haven't tested a certain situation or they don't know, they'll do it, they'll get back to us. If we have details, that's probably one of the biggest things I would say is that we go to them as as collectively as all the distribution network multiple times a day to say, I have this situation, what's going to be the best install practice and what product should we use? Yeah, and, and we have a system set up and how that we do that so that we get, you know, we get a pretty quick response in it back. It's not like the builders having to wait weeks to get a response. We're talking about, We have a time limit set on it that as specialists out in the field, they'll hear back from the building knowledge center within a certain period of time. And then they'll come up with a strategy of of how an issue needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah. I know that timing is an issue at times. And that group, obviously, if the question is straightforward enough, they can make some engineering judgments, right? Based on previous experience and history. But if it's a little more complicated or a little more, or a tougher question to answer, they may have to do some testing. And that obviously, that, that can cause challenges because the job is, <laughs> it's tough. The, the job doesn't always want to wait, right, for those answers.
1: And, and normally, the projects that I work on, because I am primarily residential, it's going to be a quick answer. Yeah, going to be right. almost an immediate reply. With Corey and the, the commercial team for all of us, those are really, really complex sometimes. Yeah. That it's the integration with other products that maybe we haven't done the, the testing of compatibility with our products that we don't know that sometimes takes a longer answer. And that's where going back again to what Corey said, getting involved early on in the large projects makes it so much easier because you have those issues resolved before yeah. you actually get to construction and to purchasing of materials.
0: Yeah. I know that we have a couple hundred pages of details on flashing. <laughs> now, not, you know, any one application might be two or three pages, you know, a, couple, a page or two, right. Um, but we have many, many applications covered, but it Corey, it never ceases to amaze me. I don't play in commercial all that much, but the, the, um, the number of different ways you can install a window. It's just like, it's, it's, you wouldn't, uh, somebody comes up with something new, bump out this, bump out that, turn the two by this way, turn it that way.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You remember we're, we're dealing with designers, right? Architects are designers. They like to come up with new ideas and make new looks. And sometimes that creates a more complex or different flashing detail, you know, to, to make that look happen. So yeah, back to that, the BKC's involvement and all that it's, it's such a huge part. They're such a a vital part of our system now because, you know, there's always going to be a gray, I always call it a gray area, you know, and like, just like you said, the good thing, I always make this joke. The good thing about DuPont is, is they have a lot of details. The bad thing is they have a lot of details, details. (laughs) you know, so it can be overwhelming to what you actually need or is applicable to your project and or is it, do we even have that solution at all? So Helping them directing to what we may already have is the solution that they didn't address already, and/or identifying. Okay, well, we don't have a solution for this. How would we? How would we resolve this for you? And then, obviously, we use BKC as a resource to do that. Um, to, to 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 say, okay, we got a little bit of a different scenario here that our guidelines don't cover. How would can we can we address it this way? Can we find this acceptable? Do we need to test? Do we not need to test? You know, there's always a lot of a lot of compatibility stuff these days. Um, comes up with, with integrating with different systems where we're applicable, not applicable. So, so yeah, that's, like I said, the, the, I always get the other joke too, that, you know, you guys have too many options, too many details. Now I'm like, well, when we didn't have them, that was a bad thing too, but now we have them. And it's, it's good to have options. It's good to have, because there's going to be regional practices, sequencing differences, you know, buyouts with scopes of work that are going to dictate how something gets put together and having some options to do that is, is always good because at the end of the day, we've got something in writing, um, something that's well-documented that shows you step-by-step, on, on how to actually execute it, because I always say this too: a 2D CAD drawing from an architectural set of plans is good, but when you can put it in a three-dimensional isometric view and show it step by step, you have a much higher odd of that getting installed correctly.
0: Yeah, and those—it's funny; those options, like they weren't just created out of thin air. They were most likely questions that came in, so somebody installed Absolutely. it or wanted to install it that way, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, they've, they've been an evolution of: we need this from the field. We want this. This is a. This is what what we need.
0: Yeah, that's great. Before I, w- I want to close with what keeps you guys motivated and how you keep your skills sharp. But before we go there, Brian, anything that we've missed on the specialist network in terms of the kind of work and the value that they bring?
2: I don't think so. Um, we've covered a lot of ground here. Cover a lot of ground, you know, like, like we all said earlier, there. The, being in the field, there's never the same day twice. I was um, you know, I've sort of migrated away from the role of day-to-day specialist duties, but I'm still so incredibly passionate about it. Twenty-six years later, I think it's a uh, the brand is a, a very important, powerful brand to represent in the marketplace. Um, the specialist network is a very special group of people, and I also wanted to to, to say that uh, and have the point be very clear that the distribution network. There are currently ten distributors in the United States. With all defined territories, none of the specialists ever compete with each other. They all have a great relationship, and we share stories and share leads and and learnings. Uh, yeah, key key learnings. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes the entire network very unique in the in the entire industry.
0: Agree. Yeah, really agree. It's a right. I agree totally. It's a it's a huge leverage point to be able to share those learnings across the across the network. Kay, what what keeps you motivated? Uh, getting up every day and talking wrap and flashing and building envelope?
1: I think one of the thing, biggest things that keeps me motivated is just to be able to go out in the field. I'm like Brian, I'm kind of removed from the me, the field directly in the position I am now. So to get the opportunity to go out into the field and to work with with builders and work with their subcontractors and trade partners and, and be able to see those aha moments. And also the fact that in 25 years, there's no two days that are exactly the same thing. I had 25 career, I'm giving away the age, but I have a 25 year career history. And I realized when I got into this job, that the reason I got out of those jobs was I got bored. Mm. And I've never been bored because there's always something you know, whether you're actually out on the job site or whether you're involved in some type of training seminar or you're taking educational courses on your own, it's always something every different. And while some things are the same, some things are never the same. And that's what I think keeps you energized and keeps you going. And the fact too, back to what Brian said, there are 10 distribution partners and we work so close together that i don't think there's any other manufacturer out there of any pro- type of product who has the type of scenario that we have where even though you know we may be competing for sales dollars within dupont we're not competing with each other outside of the field and it's one team and it's done you know we're all specialists in our markets in in the type of construction that takes place and building codes. And that's what makes us unique. And that's what gives you the energy. You're not going out there fighting with somebody every day to sell the same product. We're all working together as a team.
2: If so if, you
1: want,
0: if, if you're bored as a specialist, you're not doing it right.
1: You're not doing it yeah, right. Very true. And <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: no no shortage of challenges, is there? No. Yeah. Brian, what would you add to that? What keeps you motivated? I already answered that, Alan. You, let's, I mean, let's do Corey I, do it. All right. Well, let's hear Corey's. And <laughs> yeah. so oh, I thought you were going to say working with you, Alan. I, I mean, that's the answer <laughs> I'm waiting for. I'm so that's what
1: he was waiting no? on. Oh, no, come
0: on. So like, softball. Um, I would just say, like, your role you mentioned, and I know all of you have moved out of some, maybe some of the day to day out in the field, but like you've moved into a leadership role, right, in Monsma. And, um, you get involved in whole host stuff, right? Some communications and strategies and that kind of thing as well. So yeah, got yeah. to be interesting.
2: Well, no, nothing beats uh,
0: the Penn State Nittany lines though, right, Alan? There we, now we're talking. <laughs> that's that's going to get edited out of this podcast, <laughs> I can tell already. <laughs> but I, you're the first one to mention, it, so I do appreciate it. There you go. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, and, and then then uh, Corey, how, how about you? What keeps you motivated and, and engaged and energized each day?
3: Yeah, I mean to reiterate, what Brian and Kay both just said. I mean, it is that the, it's not the same two days. It's not the same solution every time. It's not the same, you know. It's there's there's so much turnover with, within our you know owner organization of learning and educating up and coming people into the industry and teaching them and, and educating them and making sure they give them point them in the right direction. But it's also again, you know, up and coming people within clients, installers, um, and I said there's not there's not a, a week goes by that I don't have some detail or, or scenario happen on a job that, you know, is just, how would we address this? Because we either, it was either done incorrectly to begin with, or they don't know how to address it in the first place. You know, there's just always that, that, that need for some sort of solution. And I think that's what I, I, I crave the most and have and always cherished the most is being able to be a part of helping create a solution so that, you know, the client at the end of the day is like these guys, are willing to get in their hands dirty with us and help us get these solutions resolved. Because, you know, like I said, that's at the end of the day, they they, they don't want to do it again either. They don't have to come back and, right. and fix it either. At the end of the day, they'll all tell you the same thing. They want to get it done right the first time. So I like being a part of that solution.
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah. And the mentoring is so important as well. I, I agree. So, well, you know, for me, it's obviously motivation is working with smart capable people like yourselves. Um, we appreciate your time today. Um, you guys do a great job, obviously, in your respective markets and companies, and and representing the brand. And um, hopefully, the, the listeners got a really good sense of what the specialists do and the value that they that they bring to the offering. And uh, again, thanks for your thanks for your time today. Good luck. Let's go get them.
2: Thanks for Thank having. Thank
1: you. Us. Thanks, thanks for having us. Guys.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Dupont Performance Building Solutions, who provides the marketplace with a full suite of weatherization, thermal, and air sealing solutions such as DuPont Tyvek wraps, flashings, and tapes, DuPont Styrofoam brand XPS rigid foam board, and Great Stuff and Frothpack spray foams. DuPont knows the homes you build today will need to stand the test of time, expanding, contracting, breathing, and protecting for generations to come. Be sure to check back often for new episodes. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Alan Hubble, and residentially speaking, that's a wrap.